एक मिनट रुक जाओ रेडी होने दो चलो ये कर लेते हैं वेहीकल Uh, it was a second hand bajaj chetak i was in second year of college frustrated of the whole experience of going to college using dtc buses and the only thing i could afford was a second hand two wheeler and the experience uh, of buying a second hand two wheeler was so intimidating for a 19 year old kid uh, you pretty much had to just pray that the vehicle you are buying is a good one because there was no assurance there was no guarantee you just went to a bunch of dealers and picked pretty much based on appearances uh, a vehicle this was pretty much the scenario even back in 2015 and uh, is what led to the formation of credar credar is a startup that makes the buying of a second hand two wheeler a lot more pleasant and in fact it makes it into a great experience credar acquires used bikes it makes them go through a rigorous testing process they have their own workshop where any maintenance and repairs needed are done to the vehicles and they provide vehicles with guarantee in a nicely done up showroom with a professional staff and the whole experience is like a 360 degree turn compared to the old way of buying a used vehicle uh, today i am interviewing the founder of credar sasidhar who's had an amazing journey himself and is the epitome of grit and resilience here sasidhar talking about starting his career after his b school if you like to hear stories of founders then we have tons of great stories from entrepreneurs who have built billion dollar businesses just search for the founder thesis podcast on any audio streaming app like spotify gana apple podcasts and subscribe to the show so sasidhar uh, where are you from like which part of the country uh, i'm basically from a small town uh, known as shikakulam Uh, which is close to the coastal city of Vishakhapatnam in Andhra Pradesh. Okay, and what were your parents doing? Like, what what kind of a family do you come from? Uh, my dad is a banker. He was a banker with a uh, public uh, sector unit. He was a banker with Indian Bank. Uh, though I hail from Shrikakulam, I hardly studied a couple of years there. Being a banker, the best advantage is that uh, you roam all across the country. And my dad was like a nomad. every 3 years you get transferred to different part of the country <laughs> and the advantage of being is that you make a lot of friends yeah but the downside of it is you know never make any good friends no friend will last more than 2 3 years <laughs> and my mom is a homemaker hmm. uh and i have a younger sibling Hmm. So w- what was your aspiration as a kid like you know we all have dreams of becoming an astronaut or becoming a tata in a birla so what were your dreams like I'm uh, brutally honest I wanted to become a doctor just because my parents pushed me to become a doctor so right from childhood my parents kept on telling me that pada hoke tu doctor banega I started believing it that I want to be a doctor which is surprising uh, considering your dad is a banker So I think uh, if you are from South India and if you are specifically from Andhra Pradesh, there are only two career options: either you are doctor or an engineer. Right. right, right. <laughs> so you don't have anything. Uh, primarily, my dad wanted me to be a doctor because he always thought that profession is a very noble and aspirational profession, something to save lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like you know, by the time you were completing your schooling, what was like you know, tell me about that transition. What career option did you narrow down on? So schooling uh, was pretty good, very academic. Uh, when I got into plus two, which is eleventh and twelfth, then my career choices became more medical. Hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't get a medical seat by just one mark. Oh, okay. And uh, I missed out. But in the hindsight, I feel very good because I still remember when I lost uh, my medical seat by one mark. 
i didn't shave for close to 6 months and i will not meet my relatives uh and i feel so bad and all those kind of stuff and at the end of the day what what it used to look as if i have lost the entire life for close to one year i was in some kind of a huge pain hmm. but then when i realized that life is much beyond that hmm. Hmm. then uh, i started developing more passion for things outside medical uh then i joined in nizam's college which is uh which is hyderabad's number one college in biotech and genetics there okay that's how my career started uh, moving in a different direction so uh so when after my graduation in genetics from nizam's college uh, i i got enrolled in msc programs at central institute of hyderabad which is one of the very prestigious university in the country and uh, during that time i was selected for phd program in university college of london wow okay one of the very few asians to have make to that kind of college uh, on merit so i also got a scholarship uh, from uh, tata institute of fundamental research for the university college london uh, course no no not for that between first year and second year of my msc uh i got something known as scholarship program which is in the entire country there is only one student they pick up for a program hmm. and i was a selected guy to be able to do that and what happened during that program is i was working on a cancer drug okay and uh, it so happened that uh, that uh, some of the students who are working there on the cancer drug were interviewed by a pharmaceutical company management uh, team okay and they were interviewing them as if they know more than the college students mm. that exactly irritated me a lot i said these guys spend night and day to produce a new molecule which is drug mm. and you being a management graduate mm. and you are coming from a pharmaceutical company you have no clue mm. what goes into making such a great product but you are trying to quiz him you are trying to criticize him so that point of time i decided i think being in science and not appreciating science is two different things so if you are going to be a, in a pharmaceutical company and trying to appreciate what people are scientists are doing in the laboratories then you should also have a bent of science mind mm, right i think it was pretty stupid on that on that day for me to think that way because uh, pharmaceutical companies have built billions and billions of dollars and they are not as stupid as i thought on those days <laughs> and I said, instead of pursuing my career in science and research hmm. i rather go ahead and uh, do a management degree and then use my graduate and postgraduate skills in science and couple up with my management skills of my mba graduation i'll be a much better uh, pharmaceutical executive is what my thought process was hmm. Hmm. Uh, and during the same time my one of the other reasons why i stayed back in india not went to london is the fact that uh, my mom was uh, affected with cancer okay and uh, i'm very attached to my mother and my father both extremely emotional hypersensitive so i have decided to give up the career of uh, going to london and pursuing that because at at some point of time i thought my mom may not live as much as i wanted her to live <laughs> i stayed back stayed with my mom stayed in india picked up a management degree and uh, that's how the education proceeded okay so where did you get placed from campus like how did your career start during my college days in pumba that is during my management days uh, if you recollect there is something known as campus placement program okay wherein uh, in, between first year and second year seniors and juniors go to different companies and uh, tell them that we are ready to be placed please absorb us so when i joined the first year of my uh, management program uh, i jo- i went along with my seniors to a company asking for jobs and that guy uh, really 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 tore us apart in terms of he the moment we met him in his office he said what do you want you want money or you want job i said till now no one has asked this question everyone has, used to ask us job chahiye kya kaun sa job chahiye ye pehla banda jisne pucha ki yaar tumhe job chahiye paisa chahiye Hmm. I said it's very interesting there. I said, why would you give money to us? He said, we are venture capitalist company. We are a venture capital fund. Okay. So we invest in startups. Hmm. Uh, my senior who was accompanying me has absolutely no clue what that guy was talking. Hmm. And uh, that guy gave us ten, fifteen questions. 
and i hardly could answer five six questions and i was really thrilled to see the kind of intelligence that is required to be a part of that venture capital market or industry right i came back to the room i said if at all i do a job i will definitely do in a venture capital fund that looks so sexy that guy was staring as a part that <laughs> guy was asking questions which was so motivating so intellectually uh, stimulating why would i not do that mm-hmm. so but the rest of my college rest of my students rest of my batch were saying that yaar who works in a such a small office there are only eight people in the entire fund means i said you are losers you don't even know what these guys are up to these guys are epitome of intelligence right just because we don't know about them doesn't mean that they are worthless so what i've done uh what i've researched a lot i i researched a lot thinking that what does it take to enter that industry hmm. uh so the guy whom we spoke right during the summer uh, i called him up i said do you mind if i work as a summer intern at your fund and he call, came back to me and said you, you know what is the minimum criteria to to even <laughs> apply for a internship program he said you should be im ahmedabad you should have started a company failed wow and you should be really great gold medalist then we will even consider your cv for an application hmm hmm uh, i said dur dur tak tumhe yahan pe baat banne wali nahi hai hmm 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 then i researched a lot then i saw all these guys working in funds come from high pedigree hmm. pedigree like im ahmedabad harvard stanford and all those likes so what i have done you will be surprised shamelessly because there is a there is a period between first year and second year in mba during which you get to get a internship program done yeah 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 so i have written to all the people all the fund in the country those time there are around 8 9 funds sabko me likha email us time pe email was the only way sir mujhe 3 mahine ka internship do main acha ladka hu main bahut hi mehneti hu so not even a single person uh, reverted back not even a single person kisi ne bhi dur dur tak unhe chance nahi diya mujhe maine bola yaar maine bola yaar jana to is sector mein jana hi hai i have to go there is no second thought hmm. if door doesn't open i'll break the door wow <laughs> i made a very stupid which i think is a very right way to look at it i went to icic ventures icic ventures is the india's largest private equity fund if you know by that name right and uh, it is the largest fund that time so i went to their office directly and i told the pa mr alu srinivas have asked me to meet i was shameless i want to meet i want to tell that i am interested yeah. then she this lady called up the managing director someone by name shashidhar college student he came in some tie suit suit and all this and want said that he wants to meet you mm. i every day kept on coming to icit ventures saying that at least ek bar wo banda dikh jayega to main usko pair pakad lunga bolunga ya 3 mahine ka internship de de bhai सिक्योरिटी को बुला के उन्होंने मुझे बाहर भी फेंक दिया सर को बोलो कि ये लड़का नॉनस्टॉप आ रहा है उनको एक बार बात करने के लिए चांस दो थिंग्स वर्क्ड सो शी फेल्ट लाइक शी फेल्ट शी वाज रियली गुड एंड शी फेल्ट दैट दिस गाय रिक्वायर्ड अ चांस एंड शी स्पोक टू द मैनेजिंग पार्टनर सेड दिस गाय इज कमिंग नॉनस्टॉप फॉर लास्ट वन वीक टेन डेज एंड ही जस्ट वॉन्ट्स टू टॉक टू फॉर फाइव मिनट्स एंड आफ्टर फाइव मिनट्स यू जज वेदर यू वॉन्ट टू टेक मी आर नॉट देन दैट जेंटलमैन हैज बीन वेरी काइंड ही सेट uh i can't do anything i'll put you across my hr and uh, hr fundamentally uh is currently conducting interviews for summer internship okay at our fund and you can you can sit along that so i met the hr uh, person i miss don't take it other way she thought ki bas yaar miss aapka degree kahan se to maine bola yahan se then she showed me four cvs all i am in the bath candidates all gold medalists IIT Kharagpur computer science camp graduates aapko unke sath interview mein baithna padega i'm very happy sitting next to them and uh, those days i i didn't have any mentor i'll i'll be honest with you i didn't have any mentor uh, I, i no one taught me at least these days there are a lot of mentorship programs you can reach out to seniors and all this kind yeah, of stuff yeah yeah i the first day of interview you'll be surprised i felt like a buffoon uh, with a very oversized 
coat with a tie which is very badly done and all those stuff i i went there i sat next to four really really sharp i mandras guys who are looking very sharp in their dress miss they're looking like they have arrived in life yeah so i'm not ashamed i not really ashamed i i i i introduced myself to all the folks i said uh, uh, i know you all you guys will be selected but i want to go through the interview process blah 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 i kept on chatting with them and uh, there are few rounds of interviews and luckily trusted i passed each one of the levels of interviews hmm. okay hmm. and finally the day came where uh, they had to make a choice so as per the ranking as per the marks i and the one more guy both got uh, shortlisted but they had to only make one choice so obviously iit uh, i am ahmedabad ka bachcha koi milega na mujhe kaisa milega तो हेडसर ने मुझे आके बोला सॉरी यू आर वेरी गुड बट वी टू मेक वन चॉइस मैडम 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 बोला बच्चे को कितना देते हो उसको उसमें मुझे वन टेंथ पैसा दो मुझे पैसा भी मत दो मगर मुझे मुझे इस ऑफिस में आने दो मुझे एक बार लोगों को देखने दो आई वॉज लाइक ए स्मॉल किड क्यूरियस इंथ्यूजिक एम्बिशियस आई नो आई डोंट बिलोंग टू दिस लीग who bolti yaar this is not some amusement park that you will come and sit and watch and go you have to work hard i said give me a chance hmm. so then they made an exception she went to the uh, the boss the big boss and she said boss this guy is like a chewing gum usko ek project de denge kaam karne do so i think my i non stop tested her hmm. and the pa who was connecting me she hmm. told to the hr manager madam agar aap nahi doge to ye har din aise aate rahega test test ko de hi de so she came back and she said that we'll pay you 4000 rupees per month and i said thank you so much 4000 is a very big amount i'm okay uh, uh. so initially the project was only for 2 months hmm. Hmm. they loved my work so much that they extended my work for 8 months wow and uh, instead of giving me 4000 finally they gave me 18000 rupees hmm. and uh, i was very happy i said when i was finally leaving the last year at my fund i said i don't even deserve to enter this this fund because i don't have that credentials right but i'm very it's your generosity that uh, that you you gave me an opportunity to be here hmm. i think this this sums up pretty much all all about myself uh, all my life i struggled to get what i am but i have never given up i'm shameless very hard working i'm very committed hmm. and i don't give up i don't mind taking insults uh i keep still keep taking insults even now hmm. uh different people give different kinds of insults to me but i don't lose the the sight of the big picture hmm. uh i always remember one thing uh, the big picture wins right everyone else becomes a footnotes to you hmm. if you start bothering yourself with footnotes then you'll never have the energy and vision and the patience and commitment to stay long and if you get bothered by someone kisi ne kuch bol diya isne mera izzat nikal diya usne mujhe mauka nahi diya usne mujhe credit nahi diya isne meri baat nahi mana so if you start taking all those things very personal you will never be able to build a great business for yourself i think that lived with me for a very long time and a lot of that credit goes to my father and mother who always taught me that hard work and commitment is the only way that you can go up the ladder because we come from a very middle class family background uh, i don't have anything beyond my job i don't have anything i don't have any pushto wala khandani paisa nahi hai jisko kha kha ke main jee sakta hu so i had no safety safety net hmm. and uh, all the decisions that i have taken in my life till now are extremely risky if i would have want to advise anyone to take that risk i would never do that okay did you miss your classes then because if you were working there for eight months never go no no i will never go to college after school i stopped getting formally educated i never went to college after my schooling i'll tell you why because the amount of learning i had on my own was phenomenal i was i started two two startups while i was in college i hated being taught in a classroom mm, mm. and i always wanted to learn things outside learn more how to build things how to run things and all those types even in education schooling also i used to do everything by own so I, i i love to be learnt on my own not because anyone can't teach me because the pace at which they teach along with other students hmm. is not to my liking right now essentially you didn't fit into the assembly line of education basically exactly exactly 
and i am very grateful to all my teachers uh, who thought that i will fail in my life uh, so let him go his way because if they were very hard and fast on me saying that nahi aapko school mein aana hai college mein aana hai i would my learning would have stopped right so where did you get placed then so luckily that year one venture capital firm came back to us saying that do you have any students who have a slightest of working experience in working in a fund mera haath uth gaya wonderful this is my talking and uh, and they put up the salary salary unhone bola 14000 rupees per month yeah yeah so the entire class was laughing on me saying that boss jis industry mein tu ja raha hai hum sabko 5 lakh 6 lakh mil raha hai ttc miss 14000 per month ke salary pe tu ja raha hai i said i love the job i love the job i really don't care and i also know the fact that uh, venture capital firms pay really very high hmm. entry level pe aapko 15 20 25 lakh ka milta hai salary but this firm was paying low because they thought that we they thought that uh, we come from a government college or we come from a non ahmedabad college so maybe they had a different salary structure for us hmm. so maine to half bol diya 14000 doesn't matter i joined hmm. just after joining within a month my salary was doubled okay so you joined uh, gujarat venture finance limited this is a, like a government body it's it's a it's not a government but it is funded by government okay and what kind of startups were they funding all first generation entrepreneurs so they would fund everything right But from what was their thesis like what was the investment thesis uh, thesis there in okay that's a very good sentence you used investment thesis is you come from in, uh, investment background no i don't i, I just read a lot <laughs> okay so their investment thesis is to back uh, risky ventures started by first generation entrepreneurs okay so it can be uh, so necessarily uh, the founder should not come from a family of founders hmm hmm he should be a first generation entrepreneur and it should be technology driven risky ventures that means okay. they are ready to fail they are okay to take the risk of failure but they are not okay to take the risk of commoditization that means agar banda uber chal raha hai to aap uber ola karoge to aapko funding nahi milegi hmm magar aap bolge aap kuch alag sa kar rahe ho wo fail ho jana jo Mm-hmm. they are ready to back and gujarat ventures is the india's largest and the oldest venture capital company it's the oldest if not the largest mm-hmm. it is the first vc fund to be started in india mm-hmm. in 1990 and i mean it sounds like there was a certain social objective also which they had no in terms of encouraging entrepreneurship and that's the reason they wanted first generation entrepreneurship mm-hmm. okay okay and what did you do there so i've i've spent close to 3 years there uh, i've done bunch of investments i have done close to 6 7 investments uh, loved it and uh, my i was very lucky to have a very good boss uh, i used to tell my boss ki boss yahan pe check paad ke mujhe office mein baithne ka nahi hai i want to work alongside the founders okay so wo mere mein kida tha ki boss yaar i can't just write checks and sit in my office i want to go ahead and work with founders learn what they do how they do how can i contribute meaningfully beginning a career with learning from gujarat entrepreneurs is next level hmm. but amdavad has played a very big role in me trying to understand business at a ground level hmm. okay then from uh, uh, like gvf like where did you go next so after gvf i got a, I spent close to 3 years then i was getting stagnated there and uh, then i got a very good opportunity working for evolvens evolvens is a uh, dubai based fund hmm. uh, which invested in india okay so they wanted someone to head their india team okay to be a important part of the member of india team so i joined them initially they were to supposed to set up an office in mumbai hmm. but it got delayed uh, but i was working out of dubai office okay uh, it's a typical private equity fund we invested in a lot of companies Five to fifty million dollars, and uh, so this would be like Series A, Series B. It is more Series B. Yeah, back those days, fifteen million. I mean, Series B. Yeah, I'm I'm talking about ten years back. Yeah, uh-huh. right. Uh, but honestly, I really didn't enjoy working there as much because typical private equity fund ke jaisa check phado aur bad jao. And since I was working in Dubai, I didn't get much opportunity to. come back to india and work from founders so learning from the founders was always there on my to do list hmm. and uh, 
secondly also at that point of time my mom was not keeping well if you recollect i told you earlier yeah she had a cancer remission okay and uh, and i clearly told my boss saying that boss if you are not able to set up a india office i i would want to know when it will be done hmm. and uh, and a couple of years later maybe a year and a half later i think i quit and uh, i started uh, briefly working as a uh, uh, as a as part of angel network and that's when i met k ganesh k ganesh is a serial entrepreneur based out of bangalore okay so k ganesh and meena ganesh started a company known as grow story okay uh, which exactly if you see big basket portia house joy fresh menu these are all his ventures so what okay. he does fundamentally is he seeds an idea hmm. uh, he set up the company we run the company then we find the founders then we raise the money so entire operational intensity initially for the first one two years is borne by the uh, k ganesh and myself hmm. so i think that was a really learning experience that's when credar happened to me hmm. to begin with i was the investor in credar credar was somebody's idea that was pitched to k ganesh and k ganesh invested in it or it was someone else idea hmm. uh, we we invested in him as in when and when we invested in him i was the guy who was from the investor side after that uh, i i joined credar as a founder co-founder now i'm currently the ceo of the company okay 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 so what was the thesis of credar like problem statement so very simple actually us time pe 2015 mein uh, my other co-founder nikhil wanted to buy a second second hand bike in mumbai he's from iit okay and uh, after back those days there are no whatsapp if you if you know it very well hmm. there was there was just an sms those times and there are sites like quicker and olex hmm. yeah yeah so aapko koi gaadi chahiye to aap immediately us sites pe dal dete ho or you'll get hordes of hordes of spam texts calls mails all sorts of things saying that meri gaadi le lo meri gaadi le lo <laughs> so you are really confused so finally we end up buying the a bike in a suburb in mumbai जिसमें कुछ रिसीट रिसीट कुछ भी नहीं दिया उस डीलर ने एंड तीन दिन हमने चलाया गाड़ी ब्रोक डाउन एंड व्हेन वी वेंट बैक टू द डीलर एंड ही सेड बॉस आई कैन डू मच आई डोंट इवन नो व्हाट यू हैव डन टू द बाइक एंड आई डोंट इवन नो यू देन वी गॉट रियली शॉक ऑफ अवर लाइफ वी पेड फिफ्टी थाउजेंड रुपीज फॉर ए सेकेंड हैंड बाइक एंड गाइड टेल्स मी दैट ही डजेंट इवन नो अस एंड फिफ्टी थाउजेंड रुपीज इज नॉट ए स्मॉल अमाउंट इवन दो that's when we thought ki is it just we we got this kind of a raw deal hmm. or is it generally how customers are also getting this kind of experience so what we did is for a period of last, next 2 to 3 weeks we sat in front of all the second hand dealer shops and started doing a research survey asking customers what works what doesn't work why are you buying why are not buying hmm. so after that we realized very surprisingly customers bolte hain ki bhagwan bharosa gaadi le liya acha chal gaya to achhi baat hai nahi chala to hamari takdeer hai मैंने बोला यार ए पर्सन हु अर्न्स 25 टू 30000 रुपीस एज अ मंथली सैलरी इज बाइंग ए बाइक व्हिच इज वन एंड हाफ टाइम्स हिज मंथली सैलरी एंड ही इज एट द मर्सी ऑफ द गॉड टू मेक श्योर दैट हिज बाइक इज गुड बैड अगली हाउ पिटी पिटीफुल इट कैन बी सो वी वेंट इमीडिएटली वेंट बैक टू द ड्राइंग बोर्ड एंड सेड इज देयर एनीथिंग दैट वी कैन डू फॉर दिस कस्टमर हु इज बीइंग चीटेड लेफ्ट राइट सेंटर ऑन क्वालिटी ऑफ द बाइक प्राइसिंग ऑफ द बाइक डॉक्यूमेंटेशन ऑफ द बाइक and that's what the eureka moment we said if we are able to solve the toughest problem for this consumer who is being cheated by the second hand dealer day in day out on pricing quality and documentation hmm. then we can make a huge impact on the lives of the millions of indian consumers because bike is is a, is, is the most common uh, mode of private transport in india hmm. and most of the people can only afford to buy a bike so that this really hurt us badly saying that ye banda itna mayus kyu hona chahiye can you give me experience which is 10 times that what he is getting today from that problem personal experience born the idea of credar why did you call it credar i mean credar almost sounds like a fintech company you know i know where you are coming from but back <laughs> those days credar was cred plus r credibility and reliability okay we were shorting it for credibility and reliability is the reason we named it credar i know uske baad cred aaya uske baad the aaya bahut kuch aaya in fact we were the original user of the term credar okay okay so i think to sum it up the idea and vision of building credar came from the personal experience hmm. where we saw ourselves being cheated by the dealer hmm. and we wanted to build a product and a business which will help customers buy and sell two wheelers in a very very efficient transparent and a 
effective manner. Hmm. So K K Ganesh did the like the the angel. He, he, he invested scene. angel in it. Yeah. And oh, what did you uh, like? How did you execute this uh, thesis you had? K the pro- the buying process can be improved. Like what was version one of it? Actually, I'll be very honest with you. We didn't know anything what to do on day one hmm. because unlike car companies uh, like uh, like uh, like uh, car trade, car deco, car wallet of the world. most of the executives working in this car deco companies right were coming from mahindra first choice marty true value of like yeah yeah jab humne dhanda shuru kiya tha there was no two wheeler second hand two wheeler business hmm. so we really didn't know what to do we didn't know what is the business model all we were knowing only one thing was we need to make a huge impact on the lives of the consumers who are buying this stuff that was a single agenda motive for us so we we understood that what can be done to make the customer happy So what we have done is we listed out all the problem statements, A, B, C, D, and started building solution for each one of the product. Hmm. That's how we started the business. And trust me, actually, we made a lot of mistakes because being first company to the market, our learning curve was was really really very tough and challenging. There are nothing. There are no play playbook available in the market. That means whatever you do is first for the market, which means that you are always making more mistakes. than anyone else in the market right but we enjoyed that so out of 10 things we do nine will fail miserably one will succeed we keep our chin up and we move ahead and it was a excruciatingly difficult uh, business model to build so tell me that history of mistakes like you know uh, it would be interesting to learn from those mistakes so when we initially started we started with a we thought that uh, we can improve the customer experience from a uh, second hand dealer side because dealers have bikes in their stores right so we started onboarding second hand dealers on our website as an aggregator so what we decided is that first we need to understand the pricing of that so what we said is on the business side first let's try to educate the second hand dealers so that they themselves behave properly and the customer will get a great experience so humne do teen saal aisa kaam kiya tha then we realized that dealer ka kuch bhi sikha lo डीलर वैसे बात करेगा जैसे उसको अच्छा लगता है एंटायर फिलोसफी ऑफ ट्राइंग टू एजुकेट द सेकंड हैंड डीलर्स एंड मेकिंग हिम सोफिस्टिकेटेड डिंट वर्कआउट एंड एंड वी थॉट दैट इंस्टेड ऑफ ट्राइंग टू मेक हिम अंडरस्टैंड व्हाट इज द राइट वे टू टॉक टू कस्टमर वी सेट वाई डोंट वी डू इट आर सेल्फ सो दैट दट्स वन द आइडिया ऑफ फ्रेंचाइजी स्टोर ब्रांडेड बाई क्रेडार केम अप एंड वन ऑफ द बिगेस्ट लर्निंग वी हैड इन द मार्केट वॉज दट कम वॉट people who are doing business in a certain way for decades together hmm. just because you are giving them a 15 day 30 day crash course will not all of a sudden become uh, different hmm. but were you getting uh, customer rec- like you know footfall in terms of people inquiring about bikes on your website yeah, yeah. so yeah that is something which is easy to be done that's not a big deal hmm. because we had a website we know how to generate leads the demand ka problem nahi tha problem tha how the customer feels good when he is buying and selling the type two wheelers that is the biggest problem and the second hand dealers would never listen to us don't talk to them in hindi uh, or don't talk to them in a rude manner to say hi to customer usko pani dena usko bithana means a lot of thing that you learn as a good customer experience practices they would never do that <laughs> they would not give bill they will always take cash they never wanted proof of payment कलोट के कस्टमर पूछता है तो बोलता है कि नहीं नहीं आपने कब पैसा दिया तो लॉट ऑफ दिस कस्टमर एक्सपीरियंस एस्पेक्ट्स ऑफ डीलिंग विद फ्रेंचाइज विद सेकंड एंड डीलर्स वर वेरी डिफिकल्ट टू चेंज देयर बिहेवियर एंड यू हैड लाइक अ पैन इंडिया प्रेजेंस वी वर ओनली वर्किंग इन 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 थ्री सिटीज पुणा बेंगलुरु एंड दिल्ली ओके एंड व्हाट वाज द मोनेटाइजेशन स्ट्रेटजी चार्जिंग द डीलर Yes, uh, uh, at that point of time, charging the dealer was our monetizing strategy, hmm. and uh, we would make very small uh, money out of that, like lead business. But what we realized quickly is that uh, this is not what the business we wanted to be in. We want to improve the customer experience. So we very quickly realized in two three years that uh, this is not going to change the customer experience. So for the for us to control the entire customer end to end, we need to own up the entire value chain from refurbishing the bike. to owning the way we talk to the customer and everything else so we started our own concept of franchise stores which are credar branded where the bikes will be refurbished our own warehouses uh, and will be put 
to begin with initially we didn't have our own warehouses so what we have done is we used to give to third party garages to repair and refurbish the bikes and what we realized there is that um, uh, that uh, those third party garages would cut corners and would never do which is right for the bike and uh, we used to pay very heavily but we could never control the quality of the refurbishment that's when we came back and say was this is not the go this is gonna go not going to work uh, even the refurbishment bit should be taken care by us and that's when we went back to the drawing board and said we'll have our own workshops wherein these bikes will get refurbished for the best quality and they would be sold to the franchise showroom where the customers can come and buy those stuff okay it sounds like a very asset heavy kind of a model then no like you would have to pay upfront for the bike and would need a lot of funding also to run something like this because and then you have to invest in uh, workshops and you know to to manage the refurbishment process but that's the cost of doing the business such because at the end of the day we want the customer to be happy uh, so none of the listed companies like volex quickers or the drooms of the world were able to make customers happy because the transactions would never happen because the buyer and sellers are not happy with the entire flow mm-hmm. uh, the, the the buyer would always be cheated saying that the the bike that he got was of uh, of low grade quality the paperwork was not good and the pricing was not just right so it needed a trusted brand like us who would stand next to a customer and say well, don't worry about all those uh, problems we'll take care of it and you can walk back home uh, with peace of mind that you bought something which has a brand value and if something goes wrong with this product you can always come back to us hmm. so our thesis was that if you make a great product then your marketing cost would always be less and that actually happened today even today uh, our marketing cost as a as a as a percentage of our overall revenue is not more than 1 2% wow which is phenomenally low compared to any consumer product company you know and i know of and where did we invest that we invested everything into making the product much good much stronger that's where the difference come in though this may come as a short sightedness maybe 3 4 years back people laughed at us but now if we see all those companies that are adopting our own approach mm-hmm. pinni is a full stack business model just like us cars 24 is setting up its own warehouses so at the end of the day what matters to us is whatever we have done for the customer we want to do it to the best of our abilities with the best of our resources we don't want to cut corners anywhere hmm. so uh, how long did this evolution take from selling leads to uh, buying a bike refurbishing and selling it so it took us close to uh, in the first couple of years almost 3 years we were doing more of a lead gen business hmm. uh, primarily because we also wanted to achieve the pricing bit which was not uh, available in the market okay how, how did you get pricing intelligence by doing lead gen because uh, were dealers listing bikes with pricing yes we were listing bikes with pricing and we know at what price the ultimately the dealer was selling it to the consumer uh, how do you know that because we are passing on to the lead with commercials involved i list the bike on my platform with a price i say that this bike is available for 55000 now the dealer can't sell it less than more than that he can sell less than that that's fine with me but he can't sell more than that so the pricing intelligence is one of the major reasons why we chose the lead gen model got it and you would uh, get leads for the dealer by spending on google ads and uh, social Marketing, media ads yeah, google face social media ads yes hmm. we always wanted to do a full stack business model but since we didn't have re- ingredients ready to make it happen so initially we uh, started with the lead gen business model to get our pricing benchmarks right from there we slowly migrated to a full stack business model so the evolution has taken close to 3 to 6 years but it's a extremely difficult business model because like you rightly said it involves a lot of operations but the beauty of our business is that the business is tightly 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 intertwined with data that means our business is all about data so if you ask me what is the crux of our business is not operations anymore it is the data our ability to understand the the price at which we are buying at the right location at the right price with the right quality of bike and selling the same bike to the right customer at the right location at the right price is all about data right 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 and were you also buying like b2c model like someone can directly go to your website and sell his bike 
Of late, yes. In last six months, we had to do that because the trade-ins and walk-ins uh, have almost all disappeared. Okay. Uh, has come to a trickle because of COVID. A lot of customers were not going to showrooms to buy new bikes. <laughs> so that's when we started offering customers to sell their vehicle directly to us and also offer them to buy new bikes because we partner with a lot of OEMs. Hmm. And uh, when you buy a bike, what is that process like? Uh, we have a mobile app which captures not only just bare minimum specs of the bike. It also gets into the nuts and bolts of the bike, the quality of the bike. So over a period of last six years, we have refurbished more than five lakh bikes. So we know the bikes like the doctor knows its patient. We have built a lot of diagnostic tools inside our mobile apps, which helps us judge the quality of the vehicle. And that has been a learning and that keeps evolving. Uh, it's very difficult to judge a bike uh, without touching it. I think that science we, we have developed over a period of time. And I'm, I'm still saying that it's still 80 to 90% perfect. But I think that's the crux of the business. So you're using like machine vision, the camera points to the bike. Yes, it camera points to the bike. It picks up the right signals, noise. A lot of things that goes into uh, picking up the right uh, parameters that help us judge the bike. Okay, okay. So, so that data goes back to your server and then the server is able to... It goes back to server. Uh-huh. That's exactly what happened. Yes. Okay. Once you buy the bike, then it goes to the workshop where it gets refurbished. And then, then how do you decide uh, where it goes for selling? That's exactly the data, right? That's all about data. So I know the uh, demographic profile. I know the demand supply dynamics of each hyperlocation I have. Hmm. Uh, I know what sells in Indranagar, what sells in Kormangla, what sells in Pinya, what sells in uh, uh, KR Puram. So I think that data is very, very valuable and crucial for us to make that decision of keeping which bike in which showroom. Okay. These franchises pay you upfront or how is the... Upfront, upfront. Okay. So how does one become a Credar franchisee? What is that process like? How do you control quality uh, at the point of sale? That is the toughest part of our business. What we do is we we are very choosy about the kind of people we work. Initially, we used to work with everyone. Anyone, jo bhi paisa deta tha, unko franchise bana deta. Then we realized that, uh, that franchises uh, are also not all homogeneous. Uh, so we had to then we had to let go a lot of franchises because of their reluctance to comply with our standard operating procedures. Hmm, hmm, hmm. What is the profile of a typical franchisee who comes to you? Like, are these people who are already into secondhand bike business or what? No, no. Very surprising. We don't take anyone who has a secondhand business uh, background hmm. because um, uh, they typically bring their own knowledge to the market. So we typically take people from consumer experience background, customer experience background, people who are in different uh, service-oriented businesses. For example, someone like someone selling insurance, insurance, restaurant business, people who have front-ended customer Hmm. are the kind of people we take. Okay. Do they pay something uh, as a fixed cost? Yeah, yeah. So they pay something known as royalty fee upfront one time. Okay. And that stays for a few years as a part of non-return refundable uh, initial fee. Okay. They're in a SOP around everything. The way you have to build the showroom, the way you have to treat a customer. So there's a huge long list of SOPs that we ask the franchisee to comply with. If he doesn't, then we ask them to leave. So we are very clear. If he doesn't follow our SOPs, we really don't entertain him. Mm-hmm. What about your geographical presence now? We are, we are across uh, more than 12 cities now. We are in fact 14 as we speak. Uh, so we are in Rajasthan. We are in Gujarat. We are in NCR, in Pune, we are in Bangalore. Hmm. What is uh, the lever for this business? Is it more important to build supply or is it more important to build demand? Like, you know, supply of used vehicles or demand of customers who want to buy used vehicles? I'll give you a simple example. There are 350 million two-wheelers on the Indian roads. Your ability to pick and choose the right kind of two-wheeler from procurement side at the right price at the right location makes all the difference. Right. If you pick up wrong bike at the wrong location at the right wrong price at the wrong quality, hmm. you will never be able to sell it. As simple as that. It's a supplier-driven market, not demand-driven market. Demand is very elastic, uh, but you should have a great technology hmm. which can help you filter the right quality of bike to procure. Hmm. How are you scaling supply then? I mean, that is then the key to growth as a business, right? Like the, the more supply you can scale up, the more you will grow. Yeah, so our supply channels are pretty much standard. Again, I'm telling you, we don't care about the supply channels. We care about our filters. So tomorrow, even Akshay can tell me and say, hey, Shish, you want to buy my bike. So I built my technology so robust, hmm. so strong, that it's like a filter. Hmm. Us filter, you put 10 liters of water in 
उसमें जो मुझे चाहिए वही लूंगा मैं सो नाउ द सप्लाई चैनल्स आर कॉमोडिटाइज वॉट इज क्रिटिकल इज माई टेक्नोलॉजी माई टेक इज एबल टू पिक द राइट काइंड ऑफ ए बाइक एंड दैट्स वॉट मेक द डिफरेंस ओके वॉट इज योर सक्सेस रेट इन पिकिंग Like you know, out of every hundred bikes you buy, how many are wrong purchases? Out of hundred bikes, na, I tell you what, around thirty percent bikes auto reject ho jata hai. Thirty percent because uh, okay. people don't maintain documents. India mein problem wo hai. Log document mein khud ka apni bike ka document mere paas nahi hai. So log ke baad document nahi hota hai. Thirty percent automatically gets rejected. Another ten fifteen percent get rejected on on interstate. Ki koi aur state ka gadi wo yahan pe chala raha hai. Okay. But oh, interstate you could still buy, na? मतलब you could buy. No, no, you can't. You can't. Okay. We can do, but logistic cost is too much, yar. Okay. So essentially, you're looking at a volume game. So you want to. Absolutely. Okay. And and currently, how many bikes do you source on a monthly basis? We do more than thousand. We more than we do more than thousand bikes hmm. uh, on an average. Uh, being this being a COVID, uh, once we get out of the complete COVID situation, we can scale very fast. Okay. If you want to make that thousand bikes you acquire a month to let's say twenty thousand bikes that you want to acquire a month, so what is the path to that? Very simple. Uh, basic, basic marketing awareness. Hmm. Uh, the more and more people know you, the more and more chances that people will fall into your marketing funnel. Hmm. It's as simple as that. And we believe that is going to drive our next level of growth. And till now we were growing only by referrals. By referrals, I mean. people know us they tell their friends and all this kind of stuff at some point of time we want to also grow disproportionately faster hmm. okay so uh, so you would spend on uh, marketing and branding for the purpose of do you want to sell a bike use creda like like that would be the pitch absolutely absolutely okay so what has been your uh, funding journey so far so we've been very fortunate we've been very fortunate uh, to have long term investors backing us we started with k ganesh then we had uh, uh we had amita agrawal amazon india head who invested in us okay. snapdeal founders invested in us in the seed round then we got fidelity which is now known as eight roads okay. to do the investment later then we had omidyar yamaha till now we have raised uh, it notch above 17 million dollars in last 6 years cumulatively okay yamaha invested uh, in what your series a series b what no no yamaha came very opportunistically uh, okay. yamaha wanted to take a slice of uh, Used to us abroad, and they found no company elsewhere in the world to have the technology like us. So they invested in us more for technology mm. uh, than anything else. They believe that we have the right kind of technology which they can scale in Southeast Asian countries uh, and and African countries. Okay. So what is your plan then in terms of like you know when do you plan to go global, go to uh, these other countries? I think we are planning to go uh, to Southeast Asian countries like Indonesia and Vietnam of the like in the first uh, quarter of the next calendar year. Okay. In fact, we are already making plans and everything already. I think by first quarter of next year, you should see a advertisement saying Kedar is in Indonesia. Uh, but to be very honest with you, uh, the Indian market itself so big, so deep. That I don't need to go to any other market. It's massive market. Right. I people keep asking us. uh what if cars to bikes don't for come what if this come them i said a 3 to 4 million car market has 10 companies and all are surviving and doing well for a 30 million two wheeler market you need at least 20 credars hmm 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 but the only beauty difference is being that since the ticket price is lower and the operational intensity is higher not everyone can just build the business just like that right It's very difficult to build a business because you need the used car business. Me refurbishment itna jada hota nahi hai. Right. There is a technicality to it. Every new car gives around seven to ten years uh, warranty on the engine. Okay. So the the most expensive part in any automobile is engine and gearbox. Hmm. Hmm. So in car me to wo saath se das saal to wo hi khud original manufacturer hi de raha hai. Aapko kya karna hai? Isliye most of the used car companies don't invest as much into the refurbishment capabilities. they are more like listing companies plus plus hmm. whereas in used bike businesses except one company hero wo bhi usne do hi model pe diya tha 2 saal ka 3 saal ka warranty engine pe rest of the companies rest of the company don't give those kind of warranties which means as a company i need to refurbish the vehicle hmm. 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 and unlike cars bikes are all analog which means every bike is very different right and bikes are more complicated compared to cars hmm. 
So how did you build your refurbishment uh, capability and what is the role of tech in that? Very simple thing here. There are 4,500 plus SQOs in bikes. This means there are so much of heterogeneity in the bikes. No two models also don't uh, remain. Suppose Activa 2017 or Activa 2018 might be different in terms of technicalities. So there is there is only one way to do this. You keep doing yourself. So we have a collective experience of more than five lakh bikes that we have refurbished. Okay. Which gives us a huge opportunity to be able to understand the bike like no one else. And this is not a one-time one affair. It's a ongoing process. Anytime a new model bike comes, we keep understanding the bike, hmm. trying to repair the bike and all those kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And h- how does that uh, information become uh, part of the organization DNA? Like, so, you know, if like one center is, is learning it in Bangalore, how does the center in Rajasthan learn that? Absolutely fantastic question. So that's the crux of the business. So what happens is whatever we learn, it gets codified in our product. Hmm. So I'll be very honest, we don't have that level of sophistication today that the information dissemination happens across all the location. But we have today localized dissemination very strong. That in Bangalore, if a new vehicle comes and it has gone through a certain wear and tear, the local mechanic will be able to break down the parts and say what went wrong and the rest of the people in his warehouse would learn from him. Hmm. But these are like end of the day, these are like mystery, na? How do you get a mystery to do documentation? Kya SOP follow kya maine? Isli, isli product aapko strong banana padega, na? Product itna achcha banana padega that he will be able to easily inputize everything. Okay. So for for him, it's everything is an input. Hmm. That input has to be very beautifully given, hmm. so that he doesn't have to break his head over it. Not every time it's a mechanic who does the inputs, right? There are floor managers. There are certain set of folks who are also working alongside. So our strength is our product and tech. Hmm. So we have made the product tech so simplistic that anyone and everyone can use it much easier. Hmm, 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 hmm. Okay. So like there is a mobile app for repair also where they would enter uh, the diagnosis of the problem, what parts got used. But it's very complicated. Uh, what you said is just the beginning of what you're saying. It's far more complicated than that. Okay, okay. Like they would take photos also, so that gets recorded in the system, like what yes, was the damage yeah. and what was the, okay. That's what differentiates us the rest of the crowd. Hmm. And that since we are doing that in-house, the, all the knowledge gets trapped within the system. If you're giving this bike to a third-party service provider, a garage, he would never share the knowledge with you, no? Hmm. What is your path to becoming as big as say, you know, like Cars24, which is headed to an IPO? Because the market opportunity is obviously bigger than the four-wheeler market, you know. And is it just a question of that you raise funds more aggressively, spend it on branding and marketing and reach there? See, we are not going to uh, be mad about uh, spending the money. Uh, The reason being the market is very big. Uh, we don't want to cut corners. You'll be surprised we are the only company who make money on every transaction. Okay. Uh, some of the names that you have mentioned, they buy they buy at 100 rupees and sell at 50 rupees. <laughs> because they want to show numbers. Uh, <laughs> okay. We don't do that. We are very, very loyal, loyal and committed. That we, dhanda ko dhanda ke jaise chalana hai. <laughs> okay. And uh, the market is so big, there is an opportunity for every player to make his mark. But we want to make it mark in a sustainable and profitable manner. We are not going to sacrifice profit and sustainability in any way. But uh, I mean, uh, a short-term splurge on uh, boosting up your supply would be worth it, no? Like if you could get your monthly supply to like 20,000 bikes a month through spending on marketing and other things. I'll tell you what, you need to understand our business. What is the core nature of our business? We are like an OEM. We are just like a new bike company where manufacturing is replaced by refurbishment. You never see Hero producing 1 lakh units one month and 50,000 units one month and 5 lakh units one more month. Just imagine us like a Hero or a Honda or a TVS. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a balancing act. It's a balancing act. You keep balancing and it keeps scaling up. Okay, got it. So by when do you think you will like, you know, reach the unicorn club? I don't know what that unicorn club means, but all I know is that uh, I want to impact the customer's life. Uh, so unicorn will happen when it ha- has to happen. Mm. But we are more focused about the fact that uh, the custom- more and more customers' lives we have to touch. Mm. And it looks as much cliche as possible. Maybe people who have become a unicorn say, okay, boss, this is what we lived all our life. Just because I'm not a unicorn, I'm making the statement. But the answer is no. 
for us, every funding round is an added responsibility to a larger set of customers for which we, we raise this funding for. Mm-hmm. Unicorn, by unicorn, 100 unicorns, hoga jab hoga. Right. I guess part of it, uh, is it like geographical expansion also? Like, like, you know, in terms of your growth path, do you want to open up more locations also? Or do you want to go deeper in existing locations? I think, I think, I think mix of both. Some markets, it is very deep, we'll go. Hmm. In some market, we would uh, end up going uh, a bit wider and uh, longer. So it all depends upon a lot of other factors. Hmm. Uh, there are some markets which are which don't have the depth. Hmm. So we don't want to spend more time there. Instead of that, we go horizontal. Hmm. Would you want to spread mad and wide? No, answer is no. So we take a very calibrated approach. Hmm. How does uh, the entry of e-bikes uh, and, you know, so there is a lot of that e-mobility uh, revolution happening in India. One is, of course, e-bikes and second is even like bike rental. Uh, how does that uh, you know what's your outlook on that like how would that influence the way you do business I'm see for us uh, selling a used two wheeler is just a function of uh, the product it's not a function of fuel uh, tomorrow we'll sell second hand uh, e-bikes we may sell second hand air bikes hmm. so we are not we are agnostic of the fuel hmm. We are just making a product which is used by someone else, refurbish it and sell it to the end consumer. Our core value proposition is that we are giving a trusted product to the consumer. Oh, trust can be in an e-bike, can be a petrol bike or a diesel bike. Hmm. That's irrespective of the bike. Hmm. I want to understand, you know, do you have some thesis that the e-bike revolution will lead to more people upgrading, therefore there will be more supply available to you. As of now, we have not seen such a big year. Sir, today's year less than one half a percent e-bikes. And see, I'm not sure not many people know this. The automobile revolution started with electric vehicles in 1780 and 1800, 1900. Okay. So not many people don't understand this. People think that... Uh, one century, one decade back, Mr. Elon Musk has started e-bikes. Answer is wrong. In fact, the automobile industry started with electric vehicles. Then petrol vehicles came. Then again, electric vehicles are making a comeback. See, the reason why petrol vehicles had to make a comeback, there is a strong reason for it. The same way, we believe the market is still not matured enough to go in which direction the entire market will swing. But all I can tell you is that there will be an equilibrium. Hmm. You never see any single technology uh, becoming so dominating that it removes other technology because petrol will have its own usage, your own coverage. There are already a lot of uh, murmurs around the fact that batteries are in short supply. Hmm. Yeah, there is a battery. Batteries are big short supply. Then there are saying people battery. Uh, the way you use batteries and uh, dump batteries in open fields. They cause something known as lithium poisoning. Okay. Uh, so there, see, boss, uh, not everything is so hunky dory. Hmm. If that's the case, then things would have been different. The reason the government is giving you freebies, subsidies to push the product, means that the product has, doesn't have legs on its own. Yeah. But having said that, in future things may look very differently. But I definitely feel that we are agnostic of the fuel. Hmm. What is your headcount today, like organizational? 200 people, give and take, 14 odd uh, location. So 200 to 250 people we are. How many of these are like at the blue collar level, like, you know, the mystery and at the shop floor? And... 60%. Okay. 60% would be blue collar slash logistics slash entry level guys. Mm-hmm. And the rest would be sales, marketing, tech. Yeah. And what is your top line currently? Like how much do you expect to close this year at? It's difficult to answer, but uh, we would grow almost a double of what our revenue last year was. That that I can tell you for sure. We already crossed last year revenue. Uh, we would easily cross uh, the previous year revenue also. What was it last year? Uh, last financial year around 9 crores. Mm-hmm. I think we should easily grow three times of that revenue this year. And what do you define as revenue? The It includes the uh, like the sale price of the bike or just the margin or what? Sale price. We, are, we, are, we sell the vehicle. So it's a sale price. Mm-hmm. Are there other companies in this space who are also uh, selling second-hand bikes? So there are, there are a couple of companies that came up. Uh, one is Bikes24 is trying to do something. Okay. And uh, there is one small startup which started a couple of weeks back, uh, Beep Cart Bulke. Okay. 
But uh, are they taking a full stack approach like you? Good question. Answer is no. They are more trying to become a listing player than full stack players. Right. Full stack will take a long time to build. And it's operationally intensive. Mm -hmm. And these companies are used to being a listing model. So Cars24 never had a refurbishment center of their own. Mm -hmm. So the reason Spinny came into the market is because Cars24 didn't do a good job of giving good quality cars. Right. The reason Spinny came as a full stack business model is for the same. Got it. Okay. If you like the Founder Thesis podcast, then do check out our other shows on subjects like marketing, technology, career advice, books, and drama. Visit thepodium.in, that is T-H-E-P-O-D-I-U-M dot I-N for a complete list of all our shows.